For the Athletic Podcast Network, welcome to The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Raiders writer Vic Tafer about changes he's seen in Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis, not just in his personal endeavors, but how it is that he sees social justice and what kind of changes the Raiders will make in that department since moving to Las Vegas. It's Monday, July 27th. All right, well, welcome now into the podcast. Vic Tafer covers the Raiders here for The Athletic. You can also hear him on the State of the Nation podcast on The Athletic Podcast Network. He had an opportunity last week to sit down and talk to Mark Davis, Las Vegas Raiders owner, and has a lot of changes, I guess, or or a scope on football and on life is a little bit different. Vic, how are you, man? Good to talk to you. Doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I want to talk to you about this article you wrote, and you can read it in The Athletic right now. It's from last week. You titled it, New City, New Man, How Las Vegas Has Changed Raiders Owner Mark Davis. And you got an in-depth, in-person interview with him where he sort of changed his tune, it sounds like, over the last couple of years about protests during the National Anthem. And I want to start there, but we'll get into some of the other stuff. But when you talk about a new city and a new man, what do you mean by that? How is he a new man in Las Vegas? That's kind of just a catchy headline, but I think it works in the sense that, you know, he kind of... uh last four or five years kind of been dragging through this whole process in Oakland and with LA and kind of like a lot of legal entanglements and just a lot of the animosity the fans weren't really feeling them. So just to kind of, uh, you know, took a little hit in terms of reputation and kind of his image a little bit. And I just think that now he's on the other side. He has his brand new, you know, $2 billion stadium ready to be open, the new facility, the fans are loving him. He walks around and he's kind of like a very popular figure. Now he goes to all the, uh, WNBA games and hockey games. He's kind of like he's on charity boards now. So just kind of a new lease on life for him. I think he kind of paid the price and now he's coming out. It's unfortunate that with the pandemic, you probably won't have fans this year in the stadium, but you can't really enjoy the brand new toy. But at some point they will. And it's, um, it's an awesome state-of-the-art stadium. And all, you mentioned also the uh, you know social protest stuff. I think he also changed his stance on that the last three years. Just a lot of changes he's been through the last uh, three or four years. Now, the changes, does he seem more, like, emboldened to you? Like, does he seem more, I don't know, like, out from under the thumb of his of his father's shadow, out from the Oakland thing? This is Las Vegas. This is a fresh start, basically. It's a new stadium. It's his baby. He wanted to go back to L.A., and he admits in your article that he was a little heartbroken about the NFL not choosing the Raiders and choosing the Chargers and the Rams instead. But what is it about Las Vegas right now that has made him seem more, I don't think independence is the right word. I think emboldened is the right statement. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think, like, obviously, in Oakland, there was always his dad, you know, was, was Al Davis was larger in life even after he passed away. And kind of like Mark was kind of seen as the son who took over, didn't really have all the answers like his dad did. And to Mark's credit, he's always said that he's not a football guy. His dad could draw X's and O's. That was never Mark's thing. He's, kind of, he's, a, he's a football fan, but never wanted to really make, you know, a lot of decisions on, the, on that side of the, the ball. So I just think that now in Vegas, he's kind of the man behind this project. So, like, in, in people's eyes in Vegas, he's, this is his thing. This is his team. His stadium, his like, he kind of has, has put a stamp on things. So I think it's kind of him kind of coming out of the shadows a little bit. And also just being happier. I think, I mean, obviously the last five years are kind of miserable. Obviously the team was losing, uh, except for that one year. But then uh, again, all the politics just kind of dragged on him and also on the fans. So I think he's a much happier guy now than he was in the last, you know, four or five years. There's a comment in your article from the governor, uh, Governor Sisolak in Nevada, who talks about how he's talked to millionaires and, and owners of, of franchises and teams and businesses like this in the past, but that Mark Davis is different. I think we all sort of think of him as the VW bus guy eating wings at Hooters, you even mentioned. He has a comment about, about sitting down at P.F. Chang's. He seems kind of like the owner we would all just want to hang and have a beer with. I think he's always been a man of the people, even when, when things were not going great PR-wise. He would still be at Napa training camp and after practice, you see him at the lobby of the hotel talking to fans. They had all kinds of questions. He'd be there for an hour or two and 
signing autographs. I think he's always definitely wanted to have that bond with the fans. I think part of him is a little sad that I think he said like 10% of the, of the fans in Oakland still you know hate him and for whatever reason, but they're never going to get over this betrayal. And he understands that. He wishes it wasn't the case, but that's kind of the way you know the cookies crumble. So I think that kind of bothers him. But like he said, he thinks he tried his best to get it done, and he can live with that. So he's kind of moved on. And again, you know, Vegas is just kind of a whole new uh, whole new world. It's an opportunity for him to kind of be himself and sort of pave the way in a whole new fan base. He says he's appreciative of the city, but he says he's thanking the, the people he comes across for allowing him to come in and build the what they're calling now the Death Star. And I guess he enjoys that. I was talking to my friend who's an Oakland Raider fan, kind of the fans you're talking about. He says, I hate seeing Mark Davis so happy with these smiles on his face. People there are loving him. He says, it's like seeing an ex-girlfriend more happy now that she's not with you. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm sure that's true. And also, it's a weird thing where, in this case, the new boyfriend gave him you know, $750 million to build a stadium that never was going to happen in Oakland. So I think, you know, the new boyfriend's rich and uh, has a lot of money to spend on the stadium, which was a big problem in Oakland. So I just think it worked out well for him. I mean, obviously, you know, Oakland kind of got the short end of the stick, but uh, the whole thing with that in L.A. kind of set him up for this thing in Vegas. They definitely wanted to have an identity as an NFL city, and he definitely wanted to have a brand new uh, grass field stadium. And, uh, and both sides came together and, and they made it work. So um, like you said, it's a, it's a love story. Yeah, exactly. Or or lack thereof. Kind of like the new boyfriend's not just rich. He's like chiseled. He's taller than you are. It's a, it's kind of a bummer to watch this thing go down. He lives in that big castle out there in Las Vegas. He cited in your article about the Washington game in 2017. And I think because we're getting closer to the NFL season again, there's going to be a lot more discussion as we're seeing with baseball about the social justice stuff, about the taking a knee during the national anthem. And we hit on it just a minute ago, but he points to a game in Washington in 2017, which is the game where Derek Carr really got kind of ragdolled and and there was the rumors about the offensive line kind of giving up on him. And he looks back at that as sort of the changing point for him. Now, Derek Carr, a little bit more of a leader now. It's been three seasons. Do we anticipate a different, I don't know, viewpoint from the Raiders franchise or scope from this locker room different than what we had a few years ago? Yeah, I think they'll have a unified front. Whatever they do, I think they'll probably come together. I think like, it's important to both Mark Davis and John Gruden and Derek Carr and all the players on the team that do something together. And I think they got together for workouts this offseason. They have 35 guys showing up in the desert to practice football I and mean, players only. So definitely going to go out there on the same page. They talked about it in the Zoom meetings about what they want to do. They're going to work with uh, the police and some programs in Nevada. So I just think that whatever they do will be a unified front as opposed to uh, 2017 when um, – that was just a weird day around the league. Like every locker room had all kinds of arguments and fights, and most teams didn't have a unified thing. Some guys stood, some guys kneeled. A lot of guys were just uh, sat in the bench with their arms intertwined. So it's just one of those weird things where I think what happened that day kind of boiled over, and now they got their butts kicked. I think people kind of put the two and two together, and like you know, those cause and effect when really there were so many things that happened that week and that season that kind of led to the demise but uh, i think the easy thing to do is look back on that protest or lack thereof and say that was the problem that's why it fell apart but i still don't buy that i think it's like a perfect storm of things that happened that day in the next few weeks that uh, led to the team that season kind of uh, going by the wayside and he sort of took some of the blame himself. He said, like, it starts at the top. Like, I've got to do a better job of that stuff. And I think that's kind of where he's changed his tune or changed his viewpoint a little bit. And I was thinking about, he mentions 1968 and, and Tommy Smith and a lot of the protests that were going on in the country. And I think sort of about Al Davis and how he was a sort of groundbreaking with Amy Trask and with Art Shell and things that he did in that regard. Do you think Mark Davis shares that sort of sentiment? Do you think he wants to be that kind of guy? Yeah, I think so. I think definitely it's important to him. I think he's always been really close to the players. Like some of his best friends in his life were former players, like Willie Brown, late Willie Brown, late Cliff Branch, guys that I became really, really close with and kind of really were his best friends the last, you know, 10, 
15 years. So I think he definitely has always felt the players are thinking kind of has been important to him and what they need and just how they're, you know, respected in society and, and as a whole. So I think this is very important to him. I think definitely this will be a big deal this year to him and to the team as far as getting the right message across, whether they do before games, and, you know, to signify how important black lives, you know, are. It's just so funny. He's such a different guy. As I said, Sisolak talks about he enjoys the normal people just a little bit more than being around the rest of the league. Now, he's made comments kind of in line with that, that if fans can't come to Allegiant Stadium, I'm not going to come to Allegiant Stadium for games. Do you buy that, or, or what did he mean by that? Is he serious? No, I think so. I think definitely. I think he kind of uh, he feels bad that they obviously sold the place out, and I think a lot of teams are looking at plans where we'll have you know 15,000 fans, we'll figure it out, space them out, but his point is, if you block off the first eight rows, you tarp them off. He really can't move those fans anywhere else. There's nowhere to put them, so they got to have fans choose between games. He doesn't want to do that because they pay so much money on these PSLs. He wants them all to have the chance to enjoy that first, you know, ever game at Allegiant Stadium. So in his mind, no fans, and if there's no fans, there's no Mark Davis. He doesn't want to be a part of that experience. He'll watch on TV, and I think he wants to enjoy that first game with them, the fans, and the ribbon cutting and the whole you know ceremonial deal, which will now probably be in 2021. So I think he's dead serious. I think he's not planning to go to the games, home games this season. Well, he's saying the right stuff, you know, to garner a little bit of a fan base, to normalize himself with people. Uh, not that he wasn't already. I guess the Texas Rangers just opened their brand new ballpark in Arlington, and they're looking at having no fans. I'm sure they're looking at a, a loss for this year for Major League Baseball. Are the Raiders in any kind of trouble financially? Is it because they were given the money they're okay with no fans in the NFL? I think they're the only, I guess LA has a new stadium opening this year too, right? So any issues there for them? No, I'll take a hit, but I think they'll figure out long term. I think there's so much things been worked out as far as like a lot of money for the Raiders Stadium comes from the hotel tax, and obviously hotels are business is down or not because of the pandemic, so that'll be a hit. But and then they got through the salary cap stuff as far as the rest of the league goes. What they're going to do with players, and that's what they're working on right now. They're going to lower the salary cap this year, and next year. So there's still so many financial things they've worked out, but I think the NFL, you know, they have so much money that they can look at it long term that it will take a hit this year. But obviously, our product has been proven. We print money whenever we want, so once we get past this, you know, this pandemic, we'll be fine. So we just got to take a long-term approach. Before I let you go, I got to ask you about the PF Chang's thing one more time. He doesn't strike me as like a lettuce cups guy. It's funny because he lost some weight almost a couple of years ago, and uh, he changed his whole diet at PF Chang's. He went from eating the fried foods at PF Chang's to eating lettuce cups and eating the edamame. And PF Chang's is good for every lifestyle. I guess you want to go out and pig out and have a you know hearty meal, or if you want to be you know health conscious and kind of a uh, cut some pounds. It's been his go-to place for a long, long time. And there's definitely a bunch of him in Las Vegas, so I'm sure he'll be, you know, <laughs> he'll be able to be seen there and even fans can go up to him and approach him at PF Chang's and I'm sure he'll talk to you. I always get overwhelmed, dude. That's, that's like a binder of a menu. It's like Cheesecake Factory. There's so much to get through before you can decide what you want, man. But uh, but good on him, man. So, Vic, we appreciate the time today. Make sure you check out Vic uh, on The Athletic. Again, the title of the article, New City, New Man, How Las Vegas Has Changed the Raiders Owner, Mark Davis. Thanks again, Vic. I appreciate it. It's probably been about 10 years since I've been to P.F. Chang's, but I will say, man, the lettuce cups are one of the better things on the menu. A little bit surprised to hear that from Mark Davis, but we're talking about the changes he's made personally. Why not change the diet as well? So good stuff from our guy, Vic Tafer. Make sure you keep checking him out on State of the Nation. For full coverage of sports in the Bay Area, subscribe to The Update on Google Podcasts. The Athletic is the world's fastest-growing sports media publication. Get in-depth sports stories you won't find anywhere else. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting theathletic.com slash Google.
We appreciate you listening to the podcast today. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma. We got something for everybody. And if there's something you'd like to hear, go ahead, throw it in the comments. Let us know which sports stories are important to you here in the Bay Area. A lot of fun talking Raider football. The next time we talk, NFL training camp will be underway, which means we got to turn our sights to the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday with a little bit of 49er football and the rookies that have reported to training camp. Enjoy the start to your week. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday.